So we finish the 18, and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something for the, uh, the effort, you know? And he says, oh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me. Shut up and sit down. I'm TV actor and host Jeff Sandor, and welcome to episode three of They Still Live. This is a Patriot podcast where we all come together in the middle of the road, and we chat about anything and everything. And sometimes we even say some of the most outrageous stuff that most people can only think about, but don't actually have the courage to say out loud. So let's get to know each other, shall we? Joining us on the panel this episode, he's a communications and speech major, He's dabbled in the film and TV industry as an actor, and he has nearly three decades of experience in the corporate world, and now he's co-owner of Hot Works in Wilmington, North Carolina with his husband. Please welcome Mr. Danny Rashani. Hey, Danny, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Two things. I feel really old after you saying three decades, and you say I have a husband? <laughs> I've, I heard a rumor you have a husband. Do you have a husband? Uh, Craig, do you know I'm gay? Well, we'll find out later. Is Craig gay? I hope Craig is gay because it might be a little awkward if he's not. <laughs> and returning to the panel, please welcome back casting director and actress, Miss Jen Ngoli. Hey, Jen. Hey, thank you for having me back again. Well, it's my pleasure. What a week we've had. Jeez. <laughs> it's always interesting. Yeah. And last but not least, please welcome back Talk show and radio host, Mr. Vinny B. Welcome back, Vinny. Thanks for having me back. It's good to be back and joining this uh, illustrious panel of entertainment professionals. <laughs> well, it, it's definitely entertaining. And, well, at least a couple of us are professionals. I, I don't think I can add my name to that list yet. But, yeah, you can. I see your, your uh, repertoire. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's been so much, man. We have so much we could talk about right now. I mean, we have, how about this, uh, the Missouri couple that they are the, the meme king and queen, the, the Ken and the Ken and Karen uh, meme for home defense. If you guys haven't heard about this, there was a St. Louis couple that uh, was under siege of, of rioters and protesters. They were marching through their neighborhoods. They had jumped the, the gated community gates entered the neighborhood and a couple who resided in the neighborhood took up arms and stood out front of the, of the house because they were in fear of their, their life. They were in fear of their safety and for their property. And they stood by, stood their ground, didn't fire a shot, didn't threaten anybody. Uh, but it caused a big stink. I would like to point out though, their home's still standing. They're Okay. But uh, it caused such a stink that law enforcement apparently went and did a search of their home, from what I understand in the media, and confiscated some of their firearms. One of them, I guess, was an AR-15. Uh, that's the, I believe that was the same rifle that was pictured that the, the gentleman holding it 
in his yard had. They seized that, apparently. And that is pretty damn disturbing. Vinny, I'm going to start with you with that. You know a thing or two about firearms being an ex-military man. What's your thought on, uh, on the, the infringements of the rights of those people there? Well, truthfully, like you said, no shots were fired. Uh, did the police have a warrant? I've heard kind of things that they didn't. And uh, if you don't have a warrant, yeah, just because somebody's standing outside on their yard with a firearm, I don't know what Missouri law is or St. Louis law is. Every city and town and county has different uh, gun laws that who knows what they might have been charged with. Now, brandishment eh, might be the only thing I could think of, but where I live, we have what they call castle doctrine. If somebody does not obey your edict to get out, you have the right to, uh, you don't have to run from them first, leaving your belongings at their mercy. So, uh, but every state locality and, uh, you know, has their certain gun rules. And I know Virginia is trying to pass a few more. Yeah. Well, it's my but, understanding uh, that, that castle doctrine should be across the board. We follow that in North Carolina. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not a subject matter expert on criminal law in, in Missouri. Okay. I, I don't, I know North Carolina law. I don't know Missouri. But I would think if Castle Doctrine would be applicable in Virginia, North Carolina, I don't know why it wouldn't be in Missouri. And I don't know how you could get a brandishing charge. Honestly, if you're, you're on your own property and you're not pointing a weapon at somebody or threatening them or trying to incite violence, it seems to me they took a stance to try to prevent it. They were on the kind of a defense. Danny, what's your thought on that? You know, I'm, I'm just uh... – shocked and in awe uh, how dare they uh exercise a constitutional right you know to to legally own firearms and and you know not do anything with them it's it's uh repugnant um they, you know they should know better living in america i, I you know it's it's crazy I, I i swear to god you know I, i'm i'm gonna hope and who's going to show up, but probably Rod Serling and, you know, and, and every character off the Twilight Zone, because that's where I feel like we are right now. You, know, <laughs> you have law-abiding citizens getting in trouble for exercising their constitutional rights, following the letter of the law, but yet someone can jump their, their, their gates, they can, they can start destroying their property, and that's okay. When did the world flip upside down and everyone think that was fine? Makes no sense. Yeah, man, this world has gone completely bonkers. I, it's the first time I've woken up and I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going to happen next. Jen, what do you think about that that couple in Missouri? What's your thought? Well, exactly kind of what you guys are talking about. I mean, I was I looked at all the memes. I was like, what is going on? They're making fun of them. And then I read the article and I was like, uh these people broke through the gate of a private community. They got on their property, were threatening them, verbally threatening them. They were, you know, they were defending their property with firearms that are their right to do so. So nothing makes sense. I, I actually don't know about the warrant. Um, what, did, what did they think they were trying to find? Do we know? I don't know. And I'm not... I would like to just be in prior law enforcement. I'd like to look at the warrant. I'd like to know how that's articulated. And I'd like to know what damn magistrate or judge in their right mind granted 
such a warrant. If it was just about that one particular incident on that day, if that's all they had, I don't know where they would come up with any probable cause and what crime are they trying to obtain probable cause to, to get? I, I don't know. Plus I mean, those are some big questions. I mean, I don't know what they're all trying to uh, accomplish here. They know their rights. You would think the attorneys would know their rights. <laughs> so when, when they're, when they're doing, you know, when they're behaving that way in response to uh, all the stuff that's going on and the immediate threat that poured into their neighborhood. See, that's a big difference. Things are getting really blurred. It's like that song, Blurred Lines. Things are getting blurred because we have people who are protesting peacefully, but the, that's getting lost and, and blended in with the rioting. And, and my, my perspective is if you jump or break through, go over, whatever you want to call it, but if you bust through a gate onto personal property or into a community, that's not peaceful. That's criminal, period. period. It's also what you were talking about last week about the media and how when you look at things online, you are skewed one way just from the way it's um, uh, fashioned. You know, they, they're making fun of these guys. And then when you read the truth, it's so different. It, I, I really can't stand that we can't find the truth anymore. <laughs> you know, you know, here's a very startling meme I saw, and this is a very true statement. It said something along the lines of we are being conditioned to uh, feel that if we exercise our rights, we're selfish. And you see that with that incident in Missouri, with those folks exercising their lawful constitutional rights. I, I'm a big home defense guy, being ex-military, being ex-law enforcement. And I'm going to tell you, I would have had a very similar response. I don't know if I'd have stood on the front lawn or not. I might have, but I, th I thought those people acted in incredibly reasonable given the circumstance. I don't see a problem with it. Did they call I, law enforcement first? I don't know. I'm sure somebody had called law enforcement when those people busted through the gate. I mean, I, I would imagine. I don't know who called in reference to that couple, but I would imagine uh, I'm sure I'm sure the local law enforcement got multiple calls from the neighbors. I mean, if they had all these people marching through the streets, I, I would have called. Yeah, I, I and they had cameras. there. Yeah, they had cameras. I just I look at this and I and and I see I see law now uh, applying to those folks that that obey and follow the law. So if you obey and follow the law, then it applies to you and you can get in trouble. But. If you don't obey and follow the law, you get a get out of jail free card right now. That's yeah, I'm amazed. Why aren't they Why aren't they executing search warrants on these assholes that were out in the streets? Why are they Why are they searching that that couple? <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Um, you know, and 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 I feel bad for law enforcement because they're getting stuck between a rock and a hard place in all this. Um, you've got you've got law enforcement out there that it's their job. They've sworn to protect and uphold the law. They've got families. They're putting their lives at risk to defend people uh, and their right to do whatever it is they're doing. When you have another great uh, mass group of people out there that are coming out and doing, you know, violent acts, committing violent acts uh, and people and even these police officers, you know, they're bad 
there. And Jeff, I'm sure you know that, but there are a ton of good people out there that are also police officers. And, and everyone is getting those folks jumbled up. There are good people everywhere of every yes. race, of every ethnicity, of every everything. And people tend to hone in on the, on the bad apple that's, that's, uh, that's running the bunch. Except for now, when, you know, and listen to your, to your prior podcast, tying, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter all the way back to the Democratic Party, you know, and, 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 the, and the funding, you know, and, and donations and such. You know, if things start to get a little weird, I'm not trying to make this political, but, but it just, it seems like everything seems to go down political lines anymore. And, and it shouldn't be like that. We lost the sense of taking care of this country and loving this country and doing what's best for this country as Americans to now trying to find a way to make an agenda stick and apply. And that's not good. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Vinny, you got, you got any final thoughts on this? And then we'll play some. Okay. Well, the only thing I could say is uh, I think all this stuff is by design because uh, first it started with the pandemic and now it's, protesting this one it makes even wonder if the murder of jordan wasn't staged because all of a sudden everything out of nowhere came to a head and it all seemed well organized and it makes you kind of wonder you know they're trying to impose this new world order and uh you know if you want to have a new world order why can't you model it after the founding documents of this country where everything is prosperous as opposed to amen these communist dictatorships and Author- authoritarian governments like you know with uh, Venezuela and Cuba and all that where you see everybody in despair I mean wouldn't you want to take the model of something that works as opposed to something that shows total control over people yeah well Vinny let me let me stop you right there you, you, you said a lot there's a lot of talking points in what you were saying you're making some interesting points um, I'll, I'll, let me back up my personal perspective of the of Mr. George Floyd and his uh, and that whole situation, the way it played down, I, I have no choice but to look at it uh, as a citizen, and I look at it from a law enforcement perspective. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, and honestly, man, just from everything that's been presented to me publicly, I have no reason to think that that was any kind of conspired effort. I all, again, I always lean on, on human error or human fuck ups long before I go to a conspiracy. I think it's much more plausible that this incident just went completely bad. And there are groups out there that they will not waste a crisis. They don't let any crisis go unused or wasted and they jumped on it. I think we pro- we probably were going to see that earlier. It felt like it was about to happen with that uh that that fella and his son that killed that guy that was allegedly out jogging who was going into mm-hmm. I guess unfinished homes. I thought it was going to happen then, but th- I think they found too much dirt on on the on the gentleman that lost his life and I don't think it just sold well enough for the media. But the George Floyd thing, they really seized and jumped on that and tried to use it for everything it's worth. 
But uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't see a conspiracy there. I just see evil people using a bad situation for their personal gain. That's it. <clears throat> so if you guys are ready, man, I think it's about that time. It's my favorite time. It's They Still Live Trivia Time. That's right. Let me get my cards together here. Is everybody ready for general trivia? I hope there's no sports questions in this. I know that. I know how fond you guys are of sports, right? They're better than me. Yeah, no. Hopefully not. (laughs) Danny, are you good at sports? I'm gay. No. (laughs) Please give us some theater questions. Oh, my gosh. Danny, I almost fell out of my chair on that. Thank you for that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Jesus. On that note, let's start round one of trivia, shall we? Jen, as always, not to be a sexist pig, I would like I to start with you. you are. Whatever, Jeff. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I'm privileged. I, I apologized. I'm going to use my privilege right now and ask you to go first. Okay. All right. Round one. Which country consumes the most chocolate per capita? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'll Which just say country? Switzerland. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yes, you got it right. I knew they made it. <laughs> Sweet. Well done. Well done. Vinny, this is a good one for you. Your round one question. Oh, Where were the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights stored during World War II? During World War II. Yes. And I'll I'll give you a hint. It wasn't the Ark of the Covenant. It wasn't in there. <laughs> they would have never found it. It was in uh, it was stored in a fort in America. That's all I'm giving you. Because this is a little tough. Hmm. I'm gonna give you a little little crumb. Well, fort Knox, being there's a lot of gold there, I figured that might be one of the most securest forts in the country. Well done, man. You guys are on a roll. All right, D-Money Danny, Yep. this is your, your round one trivia appearance. Pressure's on. All right, this is a tough one. Which two U.S. states don't observe daylight savings time? Uh, let's see, I believe Indiana uh, and I don't need any psychic help, Arizona. <laughs> oh, Close, man. You got Arizona, but I was looking for Hawaii. Arizona Hawaii. and Hawaii for that one. Yeah. That's I would have been with Danny on that one because I think I was in, in in Indiana at some time, and I don't remember daylight savings time being there as well. But you know what, Arizona. Were you, the only reason, were you in Indianapolis? The reason why? Mm-hmm. That's why it's Indianapolis doesn't recognize it, and the rest of Indiana does. That's what it is. Ah. Uh, Man, yep. that's weird. I've never been in a place. I've never been in a place where I didn't observe daylight savings time, but I have been in some places where time has just stood absolutely still, and I was just ready to slash my wrist. All right, round two, coming at you, Jen. Yes. 
What is the loudest animal on earth? And it is not Joy Behar, but she's probably <laughs> close. She's close second. My husband. What is the. <laughs> Sorry, that's a subject for a different podcast. Go ahead. Now we can go there if you want. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say grizzly bear. I don't know. It was the sperm well. That was a the sperm what? well. What a, yeah, that's a weird one. Man, that's not on Earth. That's in Earth. Yes. <laughs> we could have. We really got there, Vinny. Yeah, that was the question. Yeah, you should have went there with that question for sure. Been <laughs> <laughs> perfect timing. Round two, and I'm going in order too. That's the weird thing. Round two, Vinny. <laughs> what was the first toy to be advertised on television? First toy to be advertised on television. That's right. First commercial for mm. a toy. What toy was it? Uh, Barbie doll. <laughs> Sorry, Vinny. That was a great guess. Believe it or not, it was Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. Wow. Yeah. I vaguely remember Mr. Potato Head. Oh. All right, Danny. In the United Kingdom... What is the day after Christmas known as? Boxing Day. Correct. <laughs> really? I just see it on That's... a calendar occasionally. You know, that, <laughs> that almost sounded like a sports question. I'm not sure if that's a sports question or not. Could be. That was dangerously close. Boxing Day. Is it, do they like, like, kick every is that like an ass kicking day in the uk like people are pissed off they didn't get the right gifts and they box it out no i don't know they have it in canada uh, maybe too. they just pack it all up in boxes and take it all back to the store <laughs> maybe that's it it's that kind of boxing yeah maybe that's why yeah. they lost the revolutionary war <laughs> they were too busy returning bad gifts that's why they lost bunch of pussies i tell you oh uh, yeah, what, what do you expect from people wearing red coats yeah. <laughs> in the woods wearing bright red coats, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I will introduce round three. All right, Jen, you ready? Yes. Round three. Which of Shakespeare's plays is the longest? Oh my gosh. And I'll stop I'll stop doing that annoying voice. The Tempest? So <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. Ah. Looking for Hamlet. Hamlet. I would not have guessed that. So don't feel bad. Maybe the version I saw was really long. <laughs> <laughs> every time I every time I watch something in old English, it is always really long. Okay. <laughs> All right. Vinny, coming at you. What currency? That's right. I'm not gonna be on you. What currency <laughs> is used in South Africa? Uh, the Krugerrand. <laughs> That's right. The Rand. The Rand. I think Krugerrand, Rand. That, that sounds the, good. That was the gold coin, the Krugerrand. That was like one of the most collectible coins out there. I just know they they used it in Lethal Weapon 2. That's how I remember it. I don't know. Just me. All right. Great job. All right. D-Money Danny, round three. You ready? No, but go for what? it. <laughs> I, think you, I think you got a good chance of this. What major movie actor's first role 
was in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Jeff Sandor. That was just my dream. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't on a movie. Uh, let's see. Uh, it was, uh, uh, I don't know. What was it? I'm I'm getting (laughs) I'm getting shout outs here from help in another room. Johnny Depp. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Man. That's outstanding. All right, let's see here. Not too bad. Uh Jen, you've got two. Vinny's got two. Danny's got two. You know what that means? We do it a little bit differently, though. It's not going to be an endless sudden death. This is just going to be just the final round, and we'll see if we have one, two, or three winners. All right, guys, sudden death. Jen, back over to you. Which U.S. state has Garden State as its nickname? Oh, New Jersey. I'm a Yankee. I'm glad you're getting it to somebody other than me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would be no brain there. Yeah, that was a pretty easy one. <laughs> All right, what did the first vending machine dispense? And it's not chocolate milk. No, I'm trying to think. I mean, in, as far back as I could think, Coca-Cola. Shit, you need to think back further than that. <laughs> Cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, Betty. The answer, believe it or not, is holy water. Holy water. I guess the holy water vending machines put in. I don't know. I think uh, a soda would have been a little bit more refreshing, but you know, hey, yeah. In case you got to fight some vampires afterward. Did you okay. get a little splash? I mean, I mean, what did they charge for? How much? All right, Danny. I got a, another. This is a good little film and TV question. All right. Who created? Who created the animated series Futurama? Jeff Sandor. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Still not me. Still not me. God, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just, my head is just getting bigger and bigger as the TV goes on. I mean, the one on my shoulder. Not on my shoulder. Don't say that to me. Uh, all right. So um, I, I think this, since this is sudden death, um, I just committed suicide by Clinton, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> The answer is Matt Groening. Yeah, Matt Groening. I, same guy for the, who did The Simpsons, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And once again, for three episodes straight, our winner is Miss Jen and Goli. out. Check out the big brain on Jen. <laughs> yeah. She told me off. She's like, I, I'm so, I'm so bad at trivia. I know. Like, yeah, you're just how beating everybody. How I trick y'all. Yeah. yeah. Beating the pants off of people. Hey, speaking of no pants, Vinny, what are you wearing? Yeah. What you wearing? Shorts. Wearing, wearing shorts? shorts. Okay. All right. Anything else? And a t-shirt. Okay. Well, okay. Underpants. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought like you were just going. Ladies. I thought you went commando after last episode. I, that must be just after a nine 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 o'clock thing. You go commando. Yeah, yeah me too. Well, run it's two. The, run around the house. My mine is two p.m. Two p.m. The pants come off, but that's just me. So, Danny, I'm really uh, I'd really like to hear about Hot Works, and I really really want to hear about how the COVID has affected uh, not only your gym but gyms across the state. So 
just to open it up for you, man, when did you when did you guys establish Hotworks in Wilmington? How long were you guys open before this happened? Yeah, so it's interesting. We 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 opened our doors on February twelfth of this year, twenty twenty. And about 42, 43 days later, we had to shut down. Brand new spanking business. Uh, it's, it's an infrared sauna fitness studio. It's by appointment only. You work out in an infrared sauna. Um, I myself have lost 35 pounds since the beginning of the year just, just working out you know, in that environment. It's phenomenal. Um, infrared boosts your immune system. There are other benefits, too, where it helps with collagen production, uh, cellulite. It helps with uh, uh, pain reduction. Uh, we've got people uh, with uh, cancer that uh, that it's ha- it's helping them um, kill cancer cells. And then in the time we were closed, their cancer cells started growing back because they couldn't get in there to work out. Just a side note. So there's a huge health wow. benefit to it. Yeah. Um, so we yeah we, we were shut down for a period of time and and had to remain shut down because you know gyms and, and fitness and health is bad for your health. Um, and that's, that's another one of those twilight zone uh, quips I, that, that I don't get. Exactly. Yep. What, what gets me Jeff real quick. And, and I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but, but the things that were allowed to remain open ABC stores with alcohol and listen, I drink, but alcohol go triggers a lot of depression in people. There it mm-hmm. triggers a lot of violence in people. Other things that were able to stay open, you know, vape shops, places like that. I don't have a problem with those business allowed to, to be open. I, I'm a free market guy, uh, huge libertarian, and, you know, to each their own. What gets me is, is that the things that impact your health negatively were the things that were allowed to stay open, and the things that actually supported health were the things that had to be shut down. Makes no sense. That is a very interesting point. It seems to me <clears throat> this whole year has been nothing but a slew of let's do the most back ass word counterproductive things against our own people that we can possibly do. Mm-hmm. Let's just cripple them financially. Let's take them out of their jobs. Let's hold them up in their homes. Let's just uh, take away all the positive outlets for stress that they have, like going to the gym. Man, I can't tell you not going to the, to the gym for a few months. My depression is up. I'm my, my weight gain is up. It is just, that was my anchor. You know, that's my mental health anchor is the gym. And I'm, I'm excited to, to get back in there and I'm going to hot works Monday, baby. That's right. I'm be in there. That's right. We'll I, I'm still a question. Wait, Can I have a big on Monday? We, we're already open. We've been open, uh, through, uh, through a clarification that governor made himself, uh, yeah, uh, of his own order. Uh, and I get, I, in a minute, but, but I want to I want to share something with with you guys to talk about how depression really is a factor in all this. How not having people, uh, giving people the ability to go to a gym to 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 get the release, the stress out, to get stuff off their chest, off their mind, is impacting people. I will not say the name of this young lady, but uh, she went to a gym that was uh, that's here in Wilmington, not ours. Uh, she was a recovering addict. Uh, uh, had been clean for three years. Her new addiction was going to the gym. That's what got her through it. That's what helped her, kept her clean, kept her head on her shoulders, and she was starting to really live her life the way she wanted to live it. She was in control of her life, and nothing was in control of her. Two weeks in, after gyms were shut down, 
she reverted back to the only thing she had or she knew she could get back to her old addiction. She lost her life to it because she could not get back to the gym. Oh my God. This is serious. Oh my. This is, that is, that is heavy. Yeah. I, you know, you, I know COVID's real. I know people have died from it, but I also know that it's, <laughs> if the instructions for it, the medical instructions from the health professionals that are creating this big scenario around it, tell us if you get COVID-19, the instructions are not go to the hospital. They are not seek medical attention right away. They are go home for two weeks. That's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a different mindset. You know, and we went from, and I don't mean to go on on this, but you touch on a very, you know, uh, you know, a touchy topic for me. We, we went from, um, we're going to shut everything down because we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals. We know people are going to end up in the hospitals. We know people are going to end up on ventilators. That was the message. If you look back, that, that was the message. Mm -hmm. We want to spread that out. We don't want the, the hospitals inundated. We want that spread out so that people are in there over a long period of time, not all at once. And then, right. It wasn't about, it wasn't about like, we're going to stop the virus or nobody's going to get infected and you got to hide. It was like, yeah, you're probably all going to get infected at some point. We just want to make sure not everybody gets it at the same time and overloads the hospital. Got it. But now it's like people are backpedaling. And once again, they're juke jiving and changing the narrative and saying, oh, no, no, put your mask on, stay home. So should it, well, I don't know about reopening the schools. You don't know about reopening the fucking schools. How many kids have died of this? Not many. Not many. Did you guys uh, ever drink from the from water? Did you ever eat mud pies as a kid? I'm sure I ate a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't identify. Uh, what do we? Yeah, let's let's pause on that one for a minute. But I mean, you know, there, there's yeah. a lot of things. There's a lot of things we've all had in our mouths. I'll just leave it like that. That that we're still <laughs> we're still alive. We're getting germs. Now, I'm not saying go out there and lick pavement and, you know, and, and someone with COVID cough on you. But when my daughter was uh, was first going into daycare, I had her moms at four hours old. So we've had her since 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 day one. I remember getting so frustrated going, why is she sick each and every week? Do you even clean this place? And I was just I was upset with that with the daycare. And finally, I realized it's not them. Of course, they're cleaning. She's taking in germs. That's her body building up the immune system. That's her body being able to fight things off for itself. That's what our body is designed to do. And to shovels down, keep you locked away, you're weakening the immune system. You're not strengthening it. And did they even say anything about how to build the immune system? You know what I mean? Like, was that even a part of the narrative as they were trying to instruct the country on how to handle this virus? I didn't hear a word. None. Because the way you strengthen the immune system is, guess what? Exercise, uh, sun, uh, sunshine, uh, you know, th th those types of things. Mm -hmm. Not yeah, and, and you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get exposed to some germs, right? That's the also the most natural way to build in a normal body, building that immune system, and like you said, from childhood, giving your daughter is a perfect example. She's getting exposed. She's getting sick a little bit. She's recovering and her immune system is, is getting online. It's getting fueled up and it's doing its job. That's right. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> if they want to talk about all these deaths, it's like, well, 
you still have to take into account that you have about a 90, 99.5% chance of survival if you get it. I'm not in any way trying to downplay the severity of this disease. Right. Okay. Let me say that again. I'm not trying to downplay the severity of this. I understand that people are struggling on ventilators. I understand a lot of people have lost their lives. I am not trying to diminish that. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm just looking at the numbers and I'm looking at the economy and I'm thinking about daily life. And I'm also thinking and looking at all of the casualties that are not directly COVID related. Like that young lady that you mentioned who took her own life because she couldn't get, get into the gym. You know, that was her therapy. There's a lot of that going on. The suicide rate, from my understanding across the country, they've had already over a year's worth of suicides already in comparison to previous years. That's that's alarming. I can't figure out where, how they deemed essential versus non-essential businesses. It doesn't seem to have made sense across the board. Was it different in every state because the states were allowed to determine that? I don't know. That's a good question. I'd like to know what their criteria is, like if they have a formula, like they have a written formula that businesses meet X, Y, Z um, requirements to be deemed essential. Again, I think I mentioned er on earlier episodes, I find it really interesting. Marijuana is an essential product and an essential business in states that have it legal. But you come into our state with marijuana, they'll put you in jail. Let me say that again. You'll get locked up for that. But it was deemed an essential business by our government, so, by the states. Do you know, <laughs> here, here, here's why, in my, my personal opinion. And listen, I, we've had several friends that have had COVID. We've had a, 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 a couple uh, that, uh, that are friends of ours. One barely had the sniffles, I think, and the other one ended up in ICU. He's out. He's back home, thank God. But he had a pre-existing condition. The other one was was healthy. They're both 50, 52, somewhere in there. Okay. So that being said, let me let me just share with you why I think marijuana was was essential in some states where it's well, in the states where it was legal, probably for the same reason, Jeff, that ABC stores were considered essential because of the tax revenue. That's, exactly. That's, exactly. That's why here in North Carolina. When restaurants were not allowed to open and bars were not allowed to open, yet lo and behold, just before uh, uh, Memorial Day or was it Labor Day uh, weekend? What is it, Labor Day that comes first? I can never remember. Um, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Thank you. Um, Memorial Day. We had the governor of this state, in his infinite wisdom, decide, you know what? Breweries can open, but bars cannot since it's Memorial Day weekend. And and since yeah. it's Memorial Day weekend and at the beaches where everything needs to be shut down, we'll just go ahead and increase uh, – we'll open up hotels and increase the occupancy to 50%. Well, if this is such a crisis, why did he open up breweries and why did he allow hotels to open up and increase capacity to 50%? Because of the tax revenue. These are questions we need to be asking ourselves, folks. And everybody listening at home. You need to be you need to be asking these questions. You need to be looking and paying attention at the inconsistencies, the blatant inconsistencies of these representatives. If you just take a look for five minutes at, at the legislation that they're trying to pass, the things they're doing, how inconsistent it all has been. It's a big red flag that this is a lot of bullshit. 
It's a lot of bullshit. There is a political and there's a money train driving this crap. I don't know if it's about control. I don't know if it's whatever it is. At the end of the day, it's always about the dollar, it seems like. And I think, Danny, you, raised, you made a very good point. Jen, what do you, <clears throat> what's, your, what's your thoughts on, on this inconsistency? I've been trying to uh, put it into words about how I feel about the media. Like I mentioned earlier, um, these memes and things like that. Maybe it's the friends that I have. I'm not sure, but everything is skewed in a direction. Um, and, and it's driven by what I think the way you said it, a crisis or opportunist, it feels like. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, it, I saw so many things when you start digging and you get the actual truth, how much it's skewed. And so, yeah, I've had a problem with this from the beginning because nothing made sense. And I, th I think a lot of people feel that way. You can't you couldn't get facts on this crisis to save your life. Like the numbers, even you couldn't you couldn't find facts. So what else can you do except for assume there's something else going on, <laughs> you know, and stop trying mm -hmm. to skew me one way with every news channel I turn on. Well, it's like this. I, I think you're right about the money. But if you look at the numbers from the swine flu, what, a few years ago, they're pretty much similar. We didn't have all this mass lockdown and can't do this, can't do that, but you can do this. And, uh, you know, it's just weird how if the numbers correlate with one thing to another with the same amount of deaths, hospitalizations, why so much this one versus the other one? There's no vaccine for the swine flu. Why all of a sudden we need to hurry up on a vaccine for COVID? Now, I have a friend uh, talk about essential businesses and non-essential businesses. She couldn't get a, a PPP loan for her small business, uh, Cloud9 Emporium. It's an adult entertainment store. And if you're locked in your house. Why wouldn't you be able to, uh, you know, that's an essential business. You got to keep things going somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, th I would chalk that up as mental health. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Saying. Menstrual health or manual health or. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you get your toys, you get your films. So that kind of good stuff. You got to keep yourself occupied. I mean. That's right. So she couldn't get she couldn't get a loan. Is that right? She couldn't get a loan to protect her payroll. I mean, she was allowed to open partially, but, you know. Being it was considered adult entertainment, that's not considered uh, eligible for that type of loan. Sure. Danny, let me ask you this. How has having to be shut down, you had a, a brand new business. I mean, you're, you're open, what, less than two months, give or take. How has this, you know, what, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of financial and, and what kind of stress has been brought on to, to you and Craig? because of uh, the way this has been handled? So I'll, I'll, I'll give you an honest, straight-up answer, be as vulnerable as, as, as I can be with this, uh, because it's important. Uh, I've yes. never been on any kind of depression, anxiety drugs. I had to for this. Um, we lost our, our life savings try, in, in literally trying to keep everything going. Uh, we lost. We had two Hot Works locations. We lost one. Um, because we just weren't going to be able to keep it, uh, keep it going. Um, so everything I've worked for in my life at this point is gone. We have, um, we don't have a lot left in the bank. Uh, we were fortunate enough to get a PPL, uh, and, 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 and help us, um, you know, to, to be able to keep our employees, uh, and, and keep them paid. 
But since we weren't actual employees, but the business owners, um, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not on the payroll, so I'm, I'm not allowed to pay myself from it. I still have no income. So how are you going to pay your bills? <laughs> how are you going to pay your bills? You know, I, I've been paying it through my savings, which Jeez. is me. So yeah. thank God we were able to open back up again. Uh, and, and you know, people know, uh, you know, that, that we're open. They know why and how we're open. And because of that, we, you know, th- there are federal guidelines and statutes that keep us uh, statutes, not statues. I'm sure there are federal statues if they haven't been torn down by now. Uh, but some, <laughs> <laughs> some, True. some federal statutes that keep us from asking questions that our governor here in North Carolina wants us to ask. Um, and if I can clarify, so the way we were able to open that I alluded to earlier was uh, a clarification from the governor himself on his own order through his attorney, the attorney general, and this was uh, on uh, based on the lawsuit that the Jets filed against uh, the governor. We lost, but it brought about this clarification. If you have uh, a medical condition uh, that the doctor has either prescribed or recommended, or just if a doctor has prescribed or recommended that you exercise, then you're able to go to the gym to exercise. Wow. Now, here's here's the conundrum. He wants us to be cops, KOFs, uh, KOFs, KOPs, Karen's on patrol. I'm not going to be that, <laughs> right? I can't be um, because my hands are tied because of the Americans with Disabilities Act and HIPAA. Right, right, I, exactly. I cannot ask people why they're coming in or if they have a medical condition. I've seen a, a few stories in the media where there's been some situations that got pretty heated and pretty tense where somebody wasn't wearing a mask and then an employee or manager had to, well, they didn't have to, but they chose to go up to the person and, and uh, bounce them out of the store. I'm wondering if you could get, if they could get sued for any kind of discrimination for doing that, because you're right. It's like, they can't ask about your medical stuff as far as I'm, as far as I know. What do you guys think? Hmm. I know the local Walmart in uh, Withville is telling my wife that pretty soon they're going to be mandating everybody wear a mask coming in the store, I guess, as far as customers and all go. I mean, personally, I don't wear one. I have one with me just in case somebody makes an issue. But like you said, they don't know if you have a medical condition, the HIPAA laws. And uh, that's why, uh, speaking of HIPAA laws, that's why certain doctors can't let the feds know if somebody should not be able to legally purchase a firearm and, but they want to keep me out of the hands of loonies, but due to the HIPAA law, they can't do that and disclose that information. So personally, if the masks work, you know, it's hard to say, you don't know one day they do one day they don't, but I got a question for Danny owning what they call, you know, his hot works gym with the infrared. Yep. You said it helps kill cancer cells. Now, if you could, Get figure away if I can kill COVID nineteen cells, boy, you'd be making a fortune. Well, so according to the CDC, they've been so right on so many things, but um, the CDC yeah. knew, uh, and this is something that they have been consistent. All all joking aside, is that viruses and germs don't live, you know, above a certain temperature. Um, of, of course, unless they're inside you know, our bodies. Um, so 
the saunas are set to be anywhere from 115 to 130 degrees. That's the environment you're working out in. So realistically, nothing is living in there. Uh, now, aside from that, what we've done, and I'm, I'm not doing this as a plug, but just so you know, uh, that, that I speak to uh, and with, we're taking this because it is serious. We've sprayed the entire facility with Category 4 disinfectant that kills everything. Uh, and it lasts for three up to three months, including COVID-19. Wow. So anything oh, wow. you touch, uh, sit on, uh, sneeze, cough on, whatever, those germs are going to die. We also uh, deep clean the studio twice a day. We wipe down the commonly touched areas uh, about every hour. And then we have disinfectant bottles that every member, as they come in, grabs and cleans up after themselves. Now, gyms, and, and Jeff, you know this, Gym, gym business can be a dirty business if you don't take care of it. And how many gyms do you know that are nasty that are still COVID-19? Exactly. No. Exactly. That's because, an excellent That's an excellent point. I mean, I, to me, most gyms, most gyms have a pretty high standard and the, the clientele that they have, especially your higher end gyms, are pretty good about dis disinfecting things. So that's the interesting thing about the gyms being closed, I'm like, well, that's probably one of the, ironically, it's probably a pretty safe and clean environment overall, because where else do you repetitively spray hand sanitizer and sanitize machines and weights? And you're, const you're constantly through the whole workout after you're done with your set, you're wiping the bench down, you're wiping the weights down. I feel very comfortable going into a gym. I feel tremendously comfortable after uh, you spraying a, a really high level you know, uh, germ killer in the gym I don't even know if any other gyms are doing that, but that's, that's even above and beyond, you know, what you, I think even need to do. It's pretty damn impressive. Can I give you, you know, uh, another I'm, example of some, of some contradiction here? You're going to love this. And then I'll let, uh, Jen say what she's going to say. Um, so our governor is allowing people to swim in a, in a public swimming pool. Okay. you ready for this, but you can't take a shower in that facility afterwards. <laughs> <What>? makes perfect <laughs> sense makes perfect sense it's like i gotta put a mask on to go into the restaurant and walk to my table but it's the moment i sit down at my table i could take the mask off yep perfect fucking sense jen jen what you think what do you think well i was gonna jump in being a uh, devil's advocate here and bear with me so danny help me with this because uh, my understanding of course with the gyms is that the virus sp spreads via respiratory droplets. And so their argument is that, you know, it's going to be spread all over the gym because people are heavy, heavy breathing, blah, blah, blah. So what do they, what do you think of that? Right. So uh, it, it, from what they've said recently is that you have to be in very, very close proximity for that. Uh, and it has to be almost uh, mouth to mouth, almost. Uh, from what I've read and what uh, what the CDC has, has put out there recently. Oh, um, okay, good. I, th yeah, I thought it so, was like it could still get spread via the ventilation systems and AC and stuff. So that's, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, that, that's something I, I'd have to look more into, to be honest. But there's not been any cases reported yet of it spreading through ventilation because Walmarts are still open, Targets are still open, Home Depots. Amen. Seriously. And they have serious ventilation systems. And I'll tell you, they're, they're not about to go through and redo their ventilation systems the way a gym that I know in Wilmington did, where they put in a, 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 um, 
I, and forgive me, I don't know exactly what it is, but they put a new filtration system specifically to help filter that out. They spent the money on it, a local gym in Wilmington, but Walmart did not. Wow. And you know what? I want to jump back on the question that you had asked, uh, Jeff, about the mask wearing. Um, I actually went and read the ordinance and they were, you know, because I was concerned, like, what if now that it's mandatory, I go in and I'm not wearing a mask? Am I going to get arrested? Fine. Like, what's going to happen? And really, the onus is on the business because they get fined if, um, I guess, if they're not abiding by the rule. But a lot of the businesses are choosing maybe not to enforce it, obviously. And so individuals are not getting fined or arrested, from what I understand. I, I saw a video, though, from Trader Joe's where this woman was ranting and raving because she's like i have a condition and i cannot wear a mask and everyone was harassing her etc and those people truly are protected i think federally protected so they don't have to wear a mask but this shaming and blaming stuff is just out of control <laughs> it's out of control oh yeah well let me ask you this though if how the hell could you even find the business for not enforcing the policy, if in fact they can't ask if somebody has a medical condition to the, to begin with, you almost would have to presume that they just do and go on about your business. It's because it's almost like you're you're yeah you're kind of fucked either way yeah. if you're trying to enforce it because on the one hand you're going to get hit with the state going if you're not enforcing it we're going to fine you. Then the other side of that is okay well if I try and enforce that. Is that an infringement on HIPAA or Disabilities Act or any of that thing? Am I going to be federal liable over here too? So by doing do that, you know how our governor I can only speak to this one in North Carolina, how he is planning to enforce it. It is not with police, local uh, or state. Okay? It's not through police. It's through the health department because he can control it that way because it is, it is illegal to, force people to do that to wear masks and such and just like jen said the onus is on the business to enforce that that mask wearing policy that's why i was joking earlier about being karen on patrol he expects us to be the those cops kops and we can't be because now you're opening up yourself to lawsuits we have not had any type of law enforcement training we haven't had any kind of training on how to speak to people, on how to guide them to wear a mask, on how to force them to wear a mask, how to get them out of our facility if they refuse to wear a mask. Oh, yeah, man. You're just hitting all the all the check boxes on that because I, what the state is and what the governor, Mr. Fantastic Cooper, what he's essentially doing is he's putting business owners <clears throat> at risk. He's putting He's asking them to put themselves and their associates that work for the business, potentially in a hazardous situation, potentially, because I've seen, on, I mean, I've seen videos online where just conflicts have escalated. People got into fistfights. You want to talk about lawsuits? Get into a fistfight in the middle of a, middle of a store, see what happens. But that's, that's kind of, you're, you're in this catch 22. It's like, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, if you're a business Danny, owner. Can you speak to what you were talking about with the health department then being the ones who are the enforcers? So they can come in and shut you down. Um, if, if there are violations of people not wearing masks in your facility. So that that's the muscle to enforce business owners uh, to force 
their patrons to wear a mask. Now, there are a lot of businesses in, in Wilmington here that aren't doing that. Um, so there's there's a – we're not seeing the health department go in, but that's the edict. That's, that's the mandate. That's how it's supposed to be enforced. Police officers, according to the governor himself, are not going to pull people over. They're not going to write tickets. They're not going to arrest people for it. Right. But the health department can come into a business. Well, how much of this, and Vinny, I'm going to throw this at you, and, and the other panel mem- members can can follow behind you, but what's your thought on just the the infringement of sovereignty of the body? I mean, just do you feel like – this is such a this is an invasion of your your personal or constitutional rights, whether you wear a mask or not wear a mask. What, what do you think? Well, you know what? If abortion is considered a right, and they, I forget which amendment they used uh, to base it on uh, the right to one's privacy, why can't we do that with this? When they did Roe v. Wade. It wasn't the fact that it was the right to choose, but it was a constitutional violation on one's right to privacy so therefore technically that would be an invasion of a right to privacy in my opinion i'm not a lawyer but i wonder if there would be a lawyer to take that case and uh, try to push that then we could have a supreme court ruling and then uh, you know we could tell the governor to go f himself if he wants us to wear masks my body i'm yeah i think you're gonna see you're gonna see some federal cases i think you will see some laws being changed and i don't know if it's going to be in the public's best interest or not but i do foresee a lot of civil lawsuits protect particularly i think you're going to see a lot of groups like the gym owners for example organizing and then suing these governors and suing suing the state for uh, a lot of these unlawful orders that they're trying to put on everybody it's ridiculous well i mean in here in virginia our governor is thinking about now, well, with the cases expanding, we might have to back down the phase two again and that kind of thing. And, you know, it's like you were saying, we build up immunities by getting exposed to them. Yeah, this is bad, but is it as bad as they said it was? Because we didn't have a, you know, all of a sudden somebody deemed that this little weasel doctor there and who I won't name, even though I know how to pronounce his name and I made up a name it's, for him. It's Fuji, right? Or Fuji? Fuji. 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 Gotcha. Fuck gotcha. <laughs> But he is a little weasel. This guy's been. Spell it out for you. Phonetically. If I need. Put it on the teleprompter for me. Just put it on the teleprompter for me. Well, we're, we're running out of time. We're not going to get to drunk history. I'm totally okay with that. Oh. We'll catch up on some drunk, drunk and high history on the next episode. But I do want to, I want to go over one final thing with you guys. There is a ice cream company called Molly Moons uh, in the fantastic city of Seattle. I believe Seattle somewhere in and around Chaz or Chop. <laughs> I don't know. You could probably find Seattle somewhere on a map. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like it's shit brown. Seattle's but, real. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. So Molly Moons, I read this, that Molly Moons displayed a sign on the front of one of their businesses that uh, it said police. It was directed specifically towards police officers. And it had on there, do not come inside if you are wearing a firearm. <laughs> so essentially, they just discriminated against police. Now, I'll tell you a personal story really quick because I was a cop. Uh, for many, many years, 
I was dating a girl. This was years ago. I was dating this girl. She had a roommate and it was a guy. He owned the house. And this guy was like super progressive before being prog- progressive was cool. I'm just kidding. Progressive's never been cool. <laughs> but this motherfucker was ahead of his time. Okay. I came off the range. We had to do mandatory training as law enforcement. You do continual ed every year. We do firearms. I had to do firearms twice a year. Uh, most years. I was working for two police departments at the time. Okay. I was doing full time at one. I was part time at another. I came home from, or I came, I went to her house or his house uh, right from training. I had my firearm on my side. I had no ammo because I was doing firearms training. We shot all the ammo, you know, because I had to qualify with my pistol. So I just had my, my pistol on my belt and I go to her house to hang out with her. He answers the door and gets livid. He's like, I don't allow guns in my house. I don't allow that. And I'm like, dude, I don't have any ammo. He's like, that gun can still fire. I'm like, it can't fire, you fucking moron. <laughs> the only way this, this gun could be dangerous if I threw it at you, okay? With it. Which I'm, I'm considering doing right now, you fucking idiot. I just want to see my girlfriend. But this guy, was he just had such apprehension, just a real hard-on, for because he hated guns, or he hated cops. I don't know which, but he was super, super progressive. And this was years ago. So... I'm curious as to what, what your guys' thoughts are on this Molly Moons posting this stupid-ass sign, clearly discriminating against people whose job it is to protect and serve the community. Of course, they have to have firearms with that because the public, you know, there's, there's so many assholes in the public. They have to have guns. But these people are discriminating. It's, what's your thoughts on that? They should throw, well, Jen, what you I got? Think they should throw their guns at them. They'd, they'd probably burn down another police station if they did that. <laughs> There'd be more riots. I don't, I don't think that would be a good PR move for the police, but... No, probably not. What, but in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, what do you think about... What do you think about this business blatantly posting a sign like that and the message that sends to the police as well as the public? What do you think? I'm taking a pass on this because I got to think it through. Really. Danny, what do you think well, about this? I know you're passionate about it. I am, it. And, and I see that as, as two signs in one. The one that you just said, right, about uh, these, these law enforcement officials that, that is tech, okay? But I also see it as, as an invitation to people to come in and rob the place because they know that, uh, that law-abiding citizens, remember what I said earlier about the law only applies to people who follow the law. And if you don't follow the law, you're exempt from it. That's what, that, yeah. that's what that sign means. That's an interesting take, but you know what? My, my thought is fuck them because those business owners, they put that sign yeah. out there. They chose to do that. It's not like the couple in Missouri who got their guns taken from them. And, and it was really an infringement of their rights. You know what I mean? There was an actual dirty thing going on there. It wasn't the case. This business put themselves in a position to say, hey, we don't have guns on the property. And we all know how safe these these no gun zones are. Mm-hmm. Shootings, you know, shootings never happen there in these gun free zones. I don't know. Vinny, what do you think? Well, for one, I don't know if police actually ever went there to begin with. And the fact that, hey, if you want to be a cop and you want to go there, just don't have a 
visible firearm. You could always wear an ankle holster with a backup gun, and they ain't going to know. <laughs> They're too stupid to figure it out anyway, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't go there. I mean, I see signs for no guns allowed. I don't go in there. And That's I'm a, a good point. I'm a concealed carry holder, and if I do go in there and they have no gun, you know, I mean, they might suggest no open carry, but I've gone into places. Uh, the only way they could know that I'm carrying is if I pulled it out to use it and it would probably be in defense of somebody in that store as well as myself. So if they want to, well, we had a gun free zone, but even though you just shot somebody trying to rob the place and save my employees and customers, what are they going to do? Something yeah, like that. Get your police discounts at the, wherever you go to eat. Sometimes they offer discounts for, like yeah, I, know, I never took it. I never took advantage of that, though, man. It wasn't too well, bad. If you went in a uniform. Yeah, I never asked, though. Like, if people were just kind and they just offered that, it was cool. It was great. But I never I never abused that. I, I, I've heard of one guy that did, and it didn't end well for him. But, uh, again, there's there's always a bad apple in, in every right. bunch. Jen, did you get any? Yeah, yeah, I have a couple. Actually, can this? you clarify, Jeff? Tell me again with the ice cream store. Do, did they say specifically law enforcement? What What was the sign? Yes, it was said. You can look it up. Everybody, go online when you get a chance. Look up Molly Moon in Seattle, and you'll see it. There's a bunch of articles on there, and you can see a picture of the actual sign. It was like a like an eight by ten taped to the window. And it said on the top of it, police, underlined, capital letters, police. So, yeah, it okay, was so, targeted specifically so to when them. when you were a law enforcement officer, you were able to go into any business with your gun? Yes, as long as it wasn't federal property. Private businesses. All right. So it sounds like unless I don't know the laws, so maybe they are allowed to say this, but uh, I would think that it's like an attack on the police. Otherwise, basically. Well, whether you're allowed to do something or not doesn't always make it the right thing to do. So that's, you know, I, th I think what, what kind of message do you think that sends to, to the people who are out there doing the job, right. doing the police job exactly. and, and to the public? I mean, that's just a blatant slam on them. It was interesting. I think that was the same business. Funny enough that got, uh, they got heat because allegedly they had given out free ice cream to police officers. It's like a month or two, a couple months before this happened. And they backed up and said, no, we didn't do that. Somebody came in and bought a huge order and took it to the police. So that was their, their comeback to that. They wouldn't even, they didn't even want to get good, good publicity for helping police. They immediately were like, nope, wasn't us. We don't do that. We don't give discounts to cops. We don't do that. We don't give stuff for free to cops. We don't it's do that. It's all what you said earlier, Jeff. It's all blurring the lines because you look at the protests. Like I went to the protests here in Wilmington the first time they had one. Well, the second time, actually. The first time was very peaceful. The second day, that was a Saturday and then Sunday, was when they used the tear gas and everybody got crazy about it. And so you're blurring the lines of like, I thank God for law enforcement because we would have chaos otherwise. But then, of course, the other side of it is that there's police brutality and, you know, unlawful force or whatever used against people. So it's it's a huge spectrum that we're talking about. But what you're bringing up sounds like it's, um, yeah, people taking the opportunity to express their political views on the subject. Well, that's an interesting and that's a very interesting observation. You're taking the opportunity to express your and your what you said, political views, but 
It's also, I'm seeing people are taking the opportunity to express their hatred for certain groups of people. Sometimes it's police. Sometimes it's white people. People take opportunities to express their hate for white people. People do that to minorities. People do that to um, the gay and trans community. People do that to liberals. They do it to, to conservatives. And that's, that's not helping things at all. It's only adding to the confusion. I'm going to wrap up here. We'll go into our final thoughts on some stuff. Anybody who wants to defund the police, let me remind you of something. I can't think of a single business, organization, group, or individual who has ever improved or benefited from having their resources taken away from them. I don't know any business or organization or individual who has, has done better for themselves by having less money and less resources. So if your goal is to improve a group, an organization, or a person, it doesn't exactly make a hell of a lot of sense to take away from them. You have to invest in people. Nobody talks about post-traumatic stress disorder. Nobody talks about what it mentally takes to go into a job for eight to 12 hours, sometimes longer, where you are constantly under siege, where there is a possibility of a fight, there's a possibility of a shootout, there's a possibility you might not make it home. The amount of stress and weight that carries on a person's brain and mind, they're not talking about. Yes, there are bad, <clears throat> there are bad cops out there, but guess what? There's bad doctors out there. There's bad teachers out there. There's bad attorneys out there. There's bad everybody out there because police, just like any job or organization, is made up of people. They're still human. There's no amount of training <clears throat> and there's no shiny badge that they can pin on your chest to make you better or think faster or be like the bionic man, the million dollar, six million dollar man. It ain't happening. You can only do but so much improvement to a human. We're not machines. And I love the video of the, uh, the active or the, to, the, to shoot or not shoot video that the, the police do where they'll put average people in scenarios and have people run at them and do different things and see if they choose to use lethal force or not. There was a member, I think it was a, it was a member of the NAACP, very critical of police. They put him on that simulator and he changed his tune really quick. And he was amazed at just how split second life-changing decisions have to be made by police officers. If nothing else, you probably need to give them more damn money for training because they're going to need it because they're going in these situations. And let me remind you, if you're worried about police deaths, here's some fun facts for you folks. You want to do some homework? Okay. In the United States, <clears throat> If you're black and a male, you are more likely, and you're, you know, if you're going to get killed by cops, you're more likely to be shot by a black officer than a white one. If you are a white person, and, and if you're going to get killed by the police, okay, if you're, white, if you're a white male, you're twice as likely to be killed by police than a black male. No shit. That's wow. God's honest truth. And keep in mind, while... There's no police brutality that I, I find it acceptable. 
there's a time where you got to pull it back. If you want to, you want to get rid of bad cops, you need to get rid of these damn unions so they can get rid of the bad cops and keep good ones in there. But keep in mind the medical field, we lose between a hundred and 400,000 people every year from medical malpractice. You want to defund the doctors too? Danny, you got any final thoughts on that or anything? Just, you know, <clears throat> everything is, is upside down right now. And you, you touched on something uh, a second ago about how, um, you know, uh, there are bad people everywhere and how, you know, there's uh, uh, different, uh, different types of segments of the community, you know, are out there. Uh, and, and listen, coming out, uh, very difficult and private thing that I did, decision that I made. And what I learned in that is no one has to agree with my lifestyle. No one has to accept my lifestyle. They don't even have to like me. What they do have to do is just respect me as a person and let me live my life. And I think that's what, that's where the con confusion is. People tend to want everyone to fit into what they deem as acceptable, whatever that definition is. And I think what we need to do is look at it more in terms of what um, is respect for, for each other. We don't have to like each other. We don't even necessarily have to hang out. But if we just say, you know what, it's fine. You do your thing. You do you. I do me. And if our paths cross, we're going to be polite and let's move on. And we've lost that. Vinny, do you got do you have any final thoughts? Well, I have to agree with Danny on what he said. Then that's just it. It's everybody is well, you have to be like this, or you have to be like that. Oh, I don't like you because you're this, or I don't like you because you're that. It's uh, you know, I guess there was a meme that says the uh the timeout generation doesn't have as much respect as the ass whoop generation. And uh, I think uh all this uh wussifying of children and putting them on pedestals as opposed to teaching them right from wrong at an early age is the reason I think things have gotten way out of hand. And uh, everybody feels entitled to something that they haven't earned. And I think, again, that's part of the, the culture of the times we're going through that I think now I'm 20 years older than pretty much all three of you. And uh, I've seen things go from respectful to total disrespect in that time frame. And it it's probably happened between the last 20 to 30 years as opposed to, you know, but I think it had its seeds years, years prior to that. Just because it, the only way to control a society, you have to get it to change, to conform to the way you want them so you can control them. And, and I think that's probably why we're at the point we are now. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I'd also add, I think a lot of the problem is we're letting kids make adult decisions. That's, that's not fair to them. And it's, it's a very destructive thing to do. Jen, what, what's your final thoughts on things? Oh, well, my final thought is, well, actually I actually have to go back because, Jeff, one of the things that I didn't understand with the, the defunding of the police, and I don't mean to open up a subject matter. Maybe you can answer it really quickly. I thought it was about reallocating funds in the in the police um, structure so that there's like more training and more support and things like that, not taking all the funds away. Is that correct? 
I would not say say that's correct. Okay. Uh, I know de Blasio is trying to cut, a, I think it was a billion dollars out of the NYPD budget. Now, I'm not an economic expert or a mathematician, but I don't know how you could reallocate money. Where's that money coming from, number one? Are you just moving it around? Police departments, as, as most law enforcement agencies, they have an operating budget just like a, biz, a business does. They have an annual budget. So that money is there. So I, I feel like it, it sounds like the narrative is they want to get rid of the police because that's going to be part of the defunding is putting social workers and other things in the place of police officers. They're going to have less police officers. So all of this is it's, it's eroding the conditions of doing the job. That's my understanding of what this defunding the police is about. Got it. But go on, go on with. Okay, it's because this say. is my. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, and then my final thought is that by the time we do this again in a week, we will have gone through July seventeenth, which is the day the governor decides what to do about phase two and three. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> yes, everybody, stay tuned for that episode yeah, because. Fun. I'm glued to it. I'm glued to it. I want to see what's going to happen. And you better believe we're going to have something to say about it. Well, guys, I appreciate everybody's time. Thank you for your contributions and being a part of the panel. I do want to say real quick, check out Hotworks in Wilmington. They're now open. They're located at 6756 Gordon Road, Suite 150 in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can also Google Hotworks, man. They've got the address there if I said that too fast. But if you're an old school person like me, you might want to give him a call. You might get Danny. You can give him a call at 910-832-9679. If I read that too fast, just Google it. It's Hotworks. You got to get in there. I'm starting Monday. Guys, I appreciate it. Thank you for, uh, for chiming in and thank you for riffing with me. And I hope you guys all return again for the next episode. We'll talk at you later. Thank you, Jeff. 